Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk, covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brad Hatfield, plus the host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran and local village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. Welcome back to Driven Radio, your weekly devotional to the automotive gods. Uh, we're coming to you live. Well, not live. We're live here, but we're you're, live not, here. you're not going to hear us when we're live. Live enough. We're alive. We're, we're, yeah, kind Battery of. Battery operated. <laughs> coming to you from Driven Radio Studios in scenic, lovely Overland Park, Kansas. Yep. If you like what you're hearing, tell your friends. If there's something you'd like to hear more of, please tell us. And How do we do that? How do we tell us? How well, do they tell us? You can tell us either on Facebook. You can tell us on Twitter. You can tell us on Instagram. You can tell us at readthedriven.com. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah, that's Talk a, to us. Uh, you can send me an email at brett at readthedriven.com. We're getting listens from all over the world. Oh, dude. Dude, we got to do a shout out. Shout out. Shout out. To uh, some of our towns that I, I picked in. I looked at all this in all these different places, and I found some fun ones. Well, country. Countries all over the globe. Obviously, our, our biggest listener base or our biggest listenership is in the U.S. Yes, U.S. But, we love you. But we also have yes, we a, a lot of victims in Canada. Oh, Canada, uh, like, uh, for example, Toronto. Hey. Yeah, we have listeners right. in Toronto. And Toronto. Hello, Toronto. Thank you for listening. And uh, thank you for the 351 Windsor. Um, also, uh, Auckland, New Zealand. That now I saw the numbers on New Zealand. So cool. I thought it was odd that, that so many Kiwis would be listening to us. We love you. I have to thank my good friend Sandy, who is originally a Kiwi but now married to a, an Aussie named Russell. Uh, that makes her a cussy. San, well, it makes her a <laughs> sweet Kiwi. Uh, <laughs> I have to thank San, an Sandy and Russell. Thank you for spreading the word on the other side of the globe. Uh, we very much appreciate yes. that. Those guys out there but listen to that akadaka also some of the some of the other countries that we've been getting we had a half a dozen listens or better in ukraine oh, i know right uh, uh, the places I, I you know you click it all over the little mappy thing here oh yeah and it's just it's really cool and, and it's very exciting it's exciting to know absolutely that, that folks are are tapping in and giving it a giving it a try portland oregon uh terwila washington terwila terwila Terwilla? Terwilla, mm-hmm. I'm yep. guessing. Yep. I like I like it and yep. thank you. And However it's pronounced, it's awesome. Geinhofen, Germany. Howdy. Uh, also saw that we had uh, a pretty good double fistful of listeners in McPherson, Kansas. Yes, sir. Uh, hi, guys. Thanks. Hey, McPherson. My, we love you. My home away from home. Looking forward to spring. Uh, I, br- I blame Luke Chennel and Ken Yon. It's all their fault. Good deal. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This whole sickness. Um, Amanda may have had a hand in that, too. Thank everybody. Yay, Amanda. So, so there you go. Shout out. Brett, I think you're going to have to start learning Welcome Back to Driven Radio in a lot of different other languages. Maybe. Oh, my God. That would be too fun. I haven't done that since I was in the Navy. I'm not. You, 
Use the Google Translator so it can be really messed up. It's so awful. <laughs> Which means you got you to learn to speak Australian and New Zealand, too. You hey, can mispronounce in 82 different languages. <laughs> Maybe this is just me. You guys ever look at different languages can on you, Facebook? Can you speak Canadian? Different language pages, uh, German, Spanish, French, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Why doesn't Translate work on, why doesn't Google Translate work on Facebook anymore? Uh, it's it's kind of hit and miss. You know, I, I go through so many uh, ads in Facebook Marketplace uh, looking for my sweetheart and a number of them, uh, yeah, my, my unicorn. Hey, uh, <laughs> speaking of which, yeah, speaking of I which. I do use the translate a lot on a number of those ads. Yeah, okay. well, yeah, yeah, that's good. You should use the last one to translate from Arkansas. <laughs> I, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. You know what? Okay, we'll we'll hit that, and then we'll we'll get into car news because uh-huh. I know we got a boatload. I I went down to Arkansas. Good body uh, work. You know what? The guy, <laughs> he was optimistic. I, I'm going to drink now. And the dude was he was super nice, but really optimistic. His idea of paint bubbles was my idea of seeing ground through. Uh, and you could have shoved a squirrel through some of those holes. <laughs> And might have. Now, the interior looked great. The interior was just no, no, almost no. spotless. The, the, from the pictures, and I would expect in person, the interior would have been mint. Yeah. And the pictures would look kind of gray. Yeah. Oh, and I was hoping it was gray. No, it's green. Uh, Is re- it? Really green. Kind of like bog green. Did not look but great in the pictures. In, no, it didn't. Like Arkansas uh-huh. green. Yeah. It's it's like, let's go swim in the pond and catch a microbe green. Oh, Lord. So it, oh, uh, but I like my dysentery. Are you sure that was paint or not just covered with moss? <laughs> was in great condition the uh the trunk was massive and it did have two more uh skylights uh-huh. there in the bottom of the trunk uh-huh. on either side that were you know just a little bit that's where we pour out our moonshine skylights that's where the squirrels got back out it's a light diversion but it ran decently and you know it had a rebuilt uh uh 390 and a rebuilt transmission oh, okay. though he didn't have the paperwork on the rebuild mm. and so i'm i'm talking yeah. to the good mr catfish today yeah and he sends me a couple more ads oh yeah and by God, there's another Mercury in freaking in, Arkansas. And I went to look at that one. I went to look at that 65 breezeway uh, down there. And you know what? That 65 was also a similar story. And I hope I'm not boring you with it, but it just I'm like, what the hell's going on? This guy was a preacher. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's going to get oh, an yeah, oil preacher. change. And it's going to be Pre- all ready to go. Preacher I get down there. lied out his ass. You know, the it was halfway down on the dipstick of where it should have been. And it was black as my sin list. Are you it kidding? It was not <laughs> it, good. It wasn't only black. It was chunky. <laughs> Come to Arkansas. Where the Mercury's die. I, I think that, went, I think that's I think that's their state motto is where Mercury's come to die. <laughs> Welcome to Arkansas. The gem state my butt. Uh, I mean, that these a, weren't much of a gem. He uh, must have had Willy Wonka do the uh, oil change. Oh my God. Some fix it. So anyway, dark chocolate uh, my, oil change. So far, I, I'm two and zero. Oh. For uh, right. finding my sweet mark now, down in maybe, Arkansas. Maybe the in third your, one. In your defense, the red and white 59 you sent me today, I was oh, looking dude. at that going, that's that's awesome. That's, that's a, great. That turnpike but, cruiser. But that freaking thing <sighs> is so far east in Arkansas, it's in Tennessee. <laughs> well, yeah. I've kind of figured I, I may have to do a little driving to go get my Are baby. Are you kidding me? Maybe we're going to transport. We're going to wind up in Memphis with the Dixie Mafia. I'm starting to think that if I it found one in North Carolina, but don't go. Oh, I know. Go there. Go to North Carolina. Oh, that's nice. Close. <laughs> well, you know, to stop six, at the uh, Taylor Dragon on the way. Fury with that kind of uh, swooping back. Can yeah. I suggest that we fly there? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> all right, so there, there you go. All right. We're all caught up on okay. good catfish uh, finds. 
Along with that, and talking about trying to find the catfish's baby, wherever it may <laughs> and my be. my unicorn. Uh, we want to see all your babies. We want to see what our listeners yes. have in their garages. So please, please, please send your pics of your baby to Brett, B-R-E-T-T, at readthedriven.com. We will post your pictures on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, we'd love to see what you got hidden away in your garages. Share it with the world. That, you know? that sounds like an awesome idea. I, I like think that. So. I right. like that. I'd love to see it. Uh, this week, we got news of the uh, new Ford GT liquid carbon. Oh, yes. Uh, Corvettes, the new Corvettes are selling in Japan. We've got news about a really expensive Hot Wheels car and the world of wheels returning to Bartle Hall, returning to Kansas City for the 60th time. It is the 60th annual World of Wheels. Uh, Our special guest this week is Jeff Briggs. Jeff Briggs! He's of uh, Victory Chrysler Dodge Dodge, Ram. Ram. CD JR, baby. Yes. And in the back of his uh, dealership, there is something super fun that we really need to talk about. Oh, yep. I, uh, I, I, I just want to talk about it. all the big, wicked V8 powerfulness. <laughs> and, and why is it not in a Wrangler? <laughs> I, I, no. I really, really <laughs> fought being a Mopar convert in its stinking Ram truck that I had for a couple of weeks. <laughs> just did it to me. I tell you, it's an infection. <laughs> uh, we'll, be ta- we'll be talking to Jeff here in just a little bit about all the awesome some stuff that uh, the Chrysler Corporation is doing, and uh, oh, please let us borrow a car. No, let's yes, amen. A car. I just Hallelujah, wanna... amen. So, uh, are you guys into that? I mean, okay, so not everybody's into like the physical carbon fiber look. Some people want to cover it up, some people don't. But if you've not seen the Ford GT liquid carbon, it's uh, look. It, even if it isn't my taste, you got to respect what it they're doing. Looks. Pretty dang it pretty stunning. Kicking. It's not even a new car, but yet it kind of is. But they do add a little bit of horsepower, and uh, and they do have to buy new brooms to sweep the jaws off the floor and all that kind of stuff. So it's all good. <laughs> I got to tell you, after driving the one that I got to drive, thanks again to Cash Singh yes. and to Scott Black and everybody at Ford and Ford PR who let me drive the thing. I, I I didn't want to like it. I didn't want to like it, but I have to like it now. Oh, it's it's okay. So the latest Ford GT um, last week at the 2020 Chicago Auto Show, uh, you know, well they revealed this one. The the called Liquid Carbon, the special edition GT trades a coat of paint for clear finish over its bare carbon fiber body. <laughs> that just kind of sounds cool Dude. in sense, actually. Yeah, that's kind of tough. I almost want to say the game, but I'm the not The pictures were really, really cool. Yeah, it really looked... It, it did. It looked super awesome. I, I can only imagine seeing it in person would just blow your mind a little bit well, more. Well, they're doing everything out of carbon fiber on the whole stinking car, but one of the things that they did with that was they're employing individuals to make sure that the carbon weave lines up across yeah. all the body panels so it looks like it never ends and everything oh lines up. Yes. Ah, yes. The work on that. Well, oh, yes. and they're, make, they're doing all the carbon fiber for each car gets its own individual batch so the coloring is all the same because carbon fiber batch to batch will vary very slightly in color a little bit but they wanted to make sure the color was all the same and the lines were all the same. And Are these printed... No. No? No. Handmade. Handmade. Jamie Christmas. It's not easy. Takes takes more time, more skill, more attention to it. Oh uh, yeah. They're all handmade. 
maybe a couple uh, by dollars. specialist <laughs> in uh, in some of our uh, our friends at uh, in Canada. Oh, Canada. Hey, Canada! There we go. Specialist in uh, uh, multimatic get out your mar- mark maple syrup Ontario. and crown royal. Markham, Ontario. So basically, this Word. plant's full production uh, capacity devoted to making the GT. So that's. That must be a lot of carbon fiber. They're either that. They're not a very big production. So well, it, one it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. They're making all of them, not just this the is little like a, carbon. Yeah, yeah. like well, a it, coach work. Obviously, there's more skilled patients to it because of what you were saying, Brett. The fact that they ensure that the weaves line up perfectly. So no matter where the panels match up or or where they're at, and if you've seen the Ford GT, there's a lot of different little weird. It, that that's just edges, you know, angled panels and stuff that they all will how match cool up. it is. Yeah. So not only the not not just the super duper sports cars will do that but you know they do that as well so that's nice and well and didn't they say that uh, uh making just one of the liquid carbon one takes like three times as yeah. much time three yeah, times so, as long so instead of kicking one out in a week it's going to take three weeks now they got a ferment so <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh, well, i'm diff- quite sure the guy who's out there lining up all those stages. lines look at you and go shut up man <laughs> you you shut up i'm doing the best i can here <laughs> who's the stupid one over there shut him up so typical production will will uh Turn out four standard cars each week and one carbon car. Okay, so while the the, the standard GT starts about five hundred thousand, this one is seven hundred fifty thousand. Wow, three quarter. Yeah, fifty percent more money. Yeah, you, you know to get honest, some to get some bare carbon. Honestly, fiber. if you can drop a half a million dollars on a car, you can probably drop a <laughs> three quarters of a million dollars. <laughs> it shouldn't on be a car too far a reach. If just, you can do one, yeah, you should be able to do the it, other. It's one of those yeah. where like, God, that's a lot of money, but. For un freaking so it's very awesome. Take a look at that; it's uh, super well, cool. And we got the link. The, uh, there's a couple articles on that. The links will be up on readthedriven.com, yeah. Motor Trend, yes. and so, Motor One. So go to the website. Take a look at that. The uh, Chevy, uh, you know, Brett, you have a love affair with Corvettes. You're, I think that's putting it very mildly. I think it's putting it mildly. And understatement. You, of the you year. would be proud to know, in my opinion, the 2020 Chevy Corvette uh, is going to have a right-hand drive version, and and uh, and and British Electronics. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, so 50 percent of the time it runs 100 percent of the time. Um, sorry, that's rude. No, it's a right-hand drive version. Buyers in Japan are snapped. Them up, snapping them up. A report from Yahoo wow. Japan says that Chevy received over 300 orders, 300 for the new vet within get 60 hours. Wow, that's five orders, five Corvettes sold per hour every 12 minutes. Yeah, just boom, 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 boom. You don't even have time to fill out the sheet. Yeah, and is that with a test drive? Yeah, so no. like less. They're just no. buying them. Nobody's yeah. had a test they drive They haven't even yet. seen them in person yet, probably. Chevy introduced the C8 to Japan at the Tokyo Auto Salon in January, so they had oh, a little show-off thing that one. and took orders for them there. The company dealers have started accepting applications from interested buyers and deliveries of the right-hand drive Corvette. I want one. Because that's just stupid. Just, and just I to love have it. a right hand. Oh my god! Yeah, can you imagine? You pull up and people are looking at you, going, "What's the passenger?" Wait, you're not a big, Wait. you're not a big drive no, through uh, food person. But because they are doing <laughs> that's a problem. They are doing that right hand drive, and they do that very driver centric cockpit that they've got. Okay, on it. I I really just want to see what it looks like with the everything switched around. Now I get it; it's just going to be a mirror of what's what the left hand drives oh, yeah. are. But still, I want to see it. But I feel like that's a lot more stuff because most people, you just change the dash around, you're good, and you're going to be waiting on it for a while too because deliveries don't even begin until spring of 2021 first oh, one's dear. just rolled off the uh, the first left hand drives just rolled off the line last week and it's all ages 20s wow. to 70s okay. 
They're just they're nailing them. So congratulations on your uh, Corvette love because you're not you're obviously obviously yeah not alone. Yeah, I'm awesome. sitting in my own sauce. And the, uh, so now the biggest oh. uh, biggest car news in Japan is not even from Japan. Then <laughs> nice price uh, starts at ninety one thousand. You can find out more details on that, of course, at readthedrive.com no, and motorone.com where we got the story. Really not bad considering they have to build it. It's got so many different parts, and then they have to ship it over there. And considering the car you get for ninety one grand, still seems like a bargain. You know what though? You know what's oh. kind of interesting to me? What I think is still kind of cool is uh, that's a that's a better rate of selling than the Supra. In Japan. <laughs> Don't tell him. Don't tell him. (laughs) Now, in the Supra's defense, I reviewed one from the Lake Auction down in Scottsdale when we were there in January. Yeah. And seeing one up close, they're not as bad as I thought. They're not bad. I I, I took a better close look at Massima. But that's the best compliment I can give it. It's not as bad as I thought. And it had a nice (laughs) red leather interior in it. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Enough of that. You remember all the cool stuff you had when you were a kid, all the toys that you thought were really neat? Uh, Oh, yeah. One of my favorites, aside from, you know, Hot Wheels cars and Hot Wheels tracks and all that, was the the Evil Knievel motorcycle. Oh, you wound him up up with that little uh, winder deal, and then it zoomed down the ramp and took off. Smash him, crash him, derby. Oh, absolutely. See See the 57 Ford and whatever that other one was? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those those were awesome. And Uh, uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Oh, my God. My brother had one of those. We beat the hell out of each other by proxy yeah uh, with those <laughs> well, it seems like all of our old toys even the the fisher price guys so you know you had the one that had the parachute on him you could throw up in the air <laughs> yeah. In- inevitably that guy wound up stuck in the gutter uh all all the stuff that we had when we were kids now is becoming really valuable hot wheels have gotten really stupid valuable some of them over the past few years and a guy named joel mcgee who is america's toy scout he's also the disney expert for uh pawn stars oh wow yeah. on TV. okay so he is a toy expert uh apparently joel mcgee came up with a hot wheels camaro in enamel white with a black roof he doesn't remember quite where he got it but recently found out it's a one of one car one of one one of one and it's worth a hundred thousand what dollars he's got okay a, he's got a toy camaro that's worth more than a new camaro i'm still oh listening oh my god what uh, in fact, he it's, it's they say it's the holy grail of Hot Wheels. He called. Wow, a, uh, <laughs> that's nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> he called another guy, a guy named Larry Wood, who's AKA Mister Hot Wheels, because Larry designed and modeled a bunch of Hot Wheels in the '60s and '70s. And Larry said uh, that this is what makes this thing rare: one, color; two, windshield is blue painted; three, and because. Three, it was made in Hong Kong. When they when Mattel first came out with Hot Wheels, they couldn't make them fast enough to make demand. So they farmed out some of the production to Hong Kong rather than making them stateside. Right. And Hong Kong Hot Wheel, early Hot Wheels are worth a lot more money. This thing looks like it may have been a prototype. Oh, okay. And it was painted with uh, lead. It was painted <laughs> with lead. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, a lot of them were painted with lead, and I chewed on them. And well, here we go. We did as best as we could. <laughs> oh God. 
Oh dear. Oh, this is we're done. Straight off the rails, baby. Every freaking week. So there, it's all it's all it's a Hong Kong car. Well, what they think happened was that it migrated from Hong Kong to the U.S. because it was a prototype. They shipped it to Mattel here as kind of an example. They ran it down the packaging line to make sure that it would still get packaged up and it got packaged up and sold oh it wasn't meant to and so far as anybody knows this is the only one of these in existence it is a red line enamel white and the fact uh, first gen camaro and the fact that not only it being the one-off that it's still around you're, like, you're you know how easy that could have been oh, lost or smushed or what i'm just imagining the poor intern going wait you guys what it went into a box what which one? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm so fired. You think somebody got their hide tacked to the wall over oh, this deal? You think? Yeah, I, I, that's rather my suspicion. So, well, here was Maybe the just wild. got swept under the rug and they forgot about it. Yeah. Here, here was Black the Camaro. wild thing about this story. I was looking at it and I saw the picture. And I was like, I had one of those. I did have one of those. Yeah. One of my first Hot Wheels was a red line, but it was a metallic blue first gen Camaro. The hood oh, lifted wow. up. You could see the engine. Yeah, I had yeah. one of those. And so I saw a white one. I'm like, big deal. And then I said, $100,000. I'm like, okay, well, that's a, it is quite a big, big deal. deal. Honey, so, we're going in the attic. So. Uh, apparently, apparently, McGee hasn't decided whether or not he's going to sell this thing. Oh, whatevs. Well, I mean, there's the... I the, want that on my shelf. Yeah. What? No, give me the money. I'll put I, a real Camaro on my shelf. I got <laughs> I got the only one in existence, or I could have a ZL1 1LE. Bye-bye, toy. Hello, big toy. That that 650 hertz 1LE that runs, what, an 11.3 or 11.4 quarter and is a track beast? Yeah. But have they tested the Hot Wheels one on how fast it is yet? Well, it goes down, you know, eight feet of track. You can chuck the thing out of a plane. It's not going to be that fast. You got to get the ramp high enough. Yeah. Chuck it out of a plane. And you got the little flag that goes up the end. Terminal velocity is about 130, I, I dude. Would say, it's not going to go that fast. I would say I agree with you. I would take the life-size one over the scaled version. If you feel yeah. bad, paint it white. But I would take a lot of I was pictures. I about to say, you know, if you still have yours, we can take a trip to the hobby store, and we can make a two of, yeah, well, a one of two. Yeah. <laughs> My house burnt down when I was 12. I don't have any Hot Wheels. Maybe anymore. we can sell it for 50000 I'm, I'm very sad. Great. They're half price. So Hobby Lobby is where you go to customize your cars. Uh, that's awesome. We can make a one-off. I got a can of Crylon. I'm going to be rich. I'm the rabbit. Can man, <laughs> you got an old mercury one? We can get some brown paint, go to work. <laughs> yeah, green. They, you take it to the toy store, they're gonna they're gonna lick it to make sure that don't taste like lead. <laughs> Why is your hood ornament an angel? I don't know, it was on sale. <laughs> nice. Oh, hey, speaking of which, did you see the uh, the Facebook post of the uh, Firebird that somebody had tried to paint their own version of the Firebird on the hood? Oh no! Oh, oh, dude, you have to put that on Facebook. I want to see that. Oh, it's it's on there. It sounds so like tragic. Bad. It's a, it looks like a melted black Firebird on the hood. <laughs> My only thought when I saw that is, you know, meth is a hell of a drug. <laughs> it's like the worst birthday cake ever. Oh, oh, just, that's just, oh, that's just heartbreaking. Um, hey, World of Wheels, back at Bartle Hall. That's right, Again. Friday. Uh, February 21st, the O'Reilly's Auto Parts World of Wheels returns to Kansas City's Bartle Hall for how many years? 60. Dang. Isn't that nuts? 60. Let's see, 60 years makes it what? Uh, Almost as old as you. That's a 1960, right? That's the kind of car I want. I got there some you, of those. Okay. This All right. May, then this, you know, that's like Kismet. It's my year. 
Oh, hell yeah. Sorry. Interrupting. Talking about me. Go. That's good. All right. You digress. I, I can no, tell. Really? I can tell. Yeah, I know, right? How'd that well, happen? Well, the, the show runs through, so Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So cool. 21st to the 23rd, uh, you see hundreds of custom cars, classics, uh, hot rods, trucks, motorcycles, uh, all kinds of stuff. Race cars under under any kind of displays, any kind of cars, any kind all of there. resto mods, you name it. You know what the coolest thing about that is? That they're awesome looking. Uh, one of the guys who helps organize that show, a guy named Larry Way, will be with us next week. I got Mr. Larry. Very nice. No he's way. Gonna, yes, 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 yes way. Oh, he's never heard Thank that you. one before. Not only that, we all have a lot of passes. We're all going to go and take oh, a bunch yeah. of people, and we'll walk around and act like we know what we're talking about. Perfect. And, and of course, they have kind of you know, like your celebrity <laughs> guest type of stuff there, too, and a lot of other exhibits and uh, uh, a lot cool. of really cool stuff there. I mean, I've, I've been going there uh, for quite a few years in a row. So. Dave Kendig was there last year, and I waited a long time to see him. And unfortunately, right where he was parked was right next to a bar. Mm. So, Do your own math so here. Then you saw two of them. <laughs> I covered one eye. You should have. <laughs> God, I'm using it. You should have. You should have. Well, the, uh, do they still have that room, by the way? They, they, last time I went to World of Wheels, they had kind of a, a part of it set apart that was basically all original cars. Uh, people just kind of pulled in their old, cool cars and parked them. Uh, sometimes they do that, yes. Okay. Actually, last year, I believe they did that as well. So I hope they do that other... this year because a lot of those were for sale. I'm I'm not making any promises, Catfish but go there's, shopping. A, there's a chance that mm, there might be a 60 one Impala that we're familiar oh. with that shows up at that show. Jimmy, Jimmy, there. If it's not there, I'm I'm going to kick the owner in the shin. Uh-huh. Friday, February twenty first. Yes, Friday, uh, moving it's, to the other side of that damn it, table. Just in case you're worried here in this area, if it's going to be a little cold, don't worry. That's inside. No, it's inside. I, and so I, inside. I looked at the weather. It's supposed to be nice. Of course it is. So you know, <laughs> jock, jock strapping a top hat. Now you this ought to is be probably. Would you agree? This is probably the. The best, or if not the biggest, indoor show in Kansas City for these kind of cars. Oh, absolutely! Oh, okay. yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, so um, you don't want to miss it. It's the first big shindig of the, yeah, of the season. Bartle's huge, and uh, I, I I don't remember how many square feet. A lot. <laughs> That's a, a lot of cars. A, a whole fairly decent. A whole lot of. So yeah. Anyway, next weekend, Bartle Hall. Sweet, we'll That's be going. Uh, coming up, we've got uh, oh, we've got a really cool interview. We've got Jeff Briggs. Of, uh, he's the general manager and partner of Victory Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Kansas City. He'll be here to talk about all of our favorite Mopar enthusiast cars, Victory's off-road track, and what we can expect from uh, Chrysler and uh, Mopar in general coming in the future. All that and much more is coming up on Driven Radio. Hey, coming up next on Driven Radio, we've got uh, uh, not Jack. We don't have anything. This is all Mark's fault. <laughs> Shut he, up! Oh, well, wait, wait, wait. No, what it's it, not entirely. Is Mark's there a fault. Hellcat in that no, bus you just threw me under? Is that what we're going to talk it, about? Okay, Hellcat powered bus. You got it. <laughs> Let me rephrase. This is not all Mark's fault. It's just mostly Mark's fault. Okay, so we were looking at the clock and we're waiting, and uh, unfortunately, I think the weather scared off our. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to back up again. This is kind of Mark's fault, but not really. Mark had us a really great guest, and we were excited to talk to him. It was Jeff Briggs from Victory Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Jeff's so awesome. The guy is so cool. Victory Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Ram. 
every other stinking thing. Mopar. Mopar. And, and yeah. Jeff was going to mm. be here, but Kansas is Kansas in <laughs> February, and it snowed like four inches today. And, and sometimes people want to live. And you know, we're supposed to have black ice tonight. You know what? I, what I'm imagining in my head, what I got in my mind is <laughs> Jeff. One was really busy at work. He sold a bunch yeah. of jeeps and four wheel drives. Two. His kids called up and said, Daddy, 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 we want to go sledding. And oh, three, yeah, yeah. Jeff, being a good guy, took a Ram pickup home, <laughs> quad cab. loaded it full of sleep. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. a quad cab because those will rip your knees off. But a, a, crew, a crew cab. Crew cab, yes. Crew cab. Took it home. Loaded it up with sleds and saucer sleds and toboggans and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then he went over to that Lowe's that's over off 133rd and Black Bob <laughs> with that suicide hill okay. spitting into the parking lot. You got to preface it. Okay, look, New Zealand, we don't have any freaking hills here. We don't have anything that you can really go no, down. No, no, so no. the berm built next to no. a, a Lowe's there, home improvement store. There, there are a handful of hills in <laughs> that's Kansas our mountain. City. That's yeah. our there's, there's a yes. handful of sled hills in Kansas City. <laughs> One of them's next to that uh, Lowe's over off 100, uh, 137th and Black Bob. Right around, yeah. And then there's a, oh, that one over by Tomahawk Golf Course that comes off the 9th and the 18th hole. Yeah, okay, I have been that, down that one. That they put up the hurricane fence halfway up because if you go down the entire thing, you're doing 740 miles an hour by the time you get to the bottom. Yeah, but only for nine seconds. Then there's eight minutes of walking back up the damn thing, and then nine seconds, and then eight minutes. I have a great, sto- I have <laughs> yeah. a great story about that sled hill. Oh, I can't wait. Jeff, hey, uh, thank you for for possibly being here, and you know, I it is actually no, kind of we still want to have him. We'll still have him. He's got a ton of cool I stuff to talk about. I should have sent a follow up email. Well, I should have called again. You know, we're still and we're, I'm, we're still, I'm still learning. learning. So, um, but, culpa, anyway, culpa, anyway, that that, uh, that sled hill over at Tomahawk Golf Course, <laughs> that that big tall. Uh, These are the stories. <laughs> it, it's the only ridge. In Johnson County, like oh, one, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. one of three. <laughs> Welcome to Kansas, as flat as you think. I, it, 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, until you look at, at my wife. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we had gotten a giant tractor tire inner tube that you could stick a half dozen people on, just a ginormous inner tube. Yeah. And strapped it to the top of my car. We'd taken this inner tube over to Tomahawk Golf Course. We we took the thing halfway up the hill, and we piled five people on it, and went down the hill at Shawnee, at, at Tomahawk Golf Course, which is on the backside of Shawnee Mission Park. We're hauling down this hill, and I'm kind of trying to watch ahead to see what's going on. And there's this guy and his little girl in a toboggan ahead of us they get to the bottom of the hill and stop sledding and the guy gets up and takes the toboggan and we're all yelling get out of the way get out of the way and this kid this freaking kid freezes like a statue (gasps) i mean i'm on the outside on one side and a buddy of mine's on the outside of the other and we both put a heel down trying to stop Which you know you you can't Flintstone that thing, man. Yeah, no, no, man. Too much momentum on that. It was a little like trying to handle nuclear waste with an oven mitt. It just wasn't working. And so, in our effort to try and stop, the inner tube turns, and I'm now on the front edge of this thing. It's, it turns ninety degrees, so now I'm <laughs> leading. So right when we get to the kid, I 
grab the kid and throw her on the inner tube. Oh, my gosh. And she goes with us, and we slide another couple hundred yards. We would have mowed this kid down. <laughs> so instead of murder one, it, it was kidnapping. Oh, it was, it was kidnapping. <laughs> yeah, but kidnapping Kids works snatching. out. It was, it was very temporary. We gave her right back to her dad. You I know, maybe he was you, you find yourself in these situations where you're seeing everything go really pear-shaped, <laughs> and you're thinking, I have one chance to fix this. This is it. <laughs> I have one chance to fix this. Here was the great thing. One of three times in my life I can remember getting applause. The entire, <laughs> there were a couple hundred people there on that sled hill. They all heard us screaming. They all saw this kid freeze. We grabbed her up, took her down the hill. Everybody was cheering and having a great time. And I was like, oh, thank God I didn't get sued. She went down the hill with us, and even the dad thought it was really cool, and everybody was happy. Nice. When I was a kid, we uh, I grew up in the Ozark Mountains. Now, we had hills. Yeah. And we had hills that oh, want to yeah. kill you hills. And, uh, and of course, those hills. Best kind of sledding you can get yeah. on. And that was back at the time when... I uh, tell you what, Bobby Joe was doing 700 miles an hour about on that hill. Yeah. Luckily, he knocked out that extra tooth I had for no apparent reason. <laughs> the, uh, you know you're from the Ozarks if you've ever been accused of lying through your tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. True story. Um, we... Uh, that was back when we had the uh, all of sled our sl- sleds had metal works. runners, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So those things, you put a little soap on the bottom of those, and you were just a frozen jet ass going down a road. And we did it. We played a thing that was we called it hounds and rabbit. And the way you played hounds and rabbit was you'd have this just horde of mean boys. Oh, I'm all and, ears. Uh, the first boy goes, okay, you know somebody gets picked as a rabbit on the rabbit. They get like three step running steps. One, two, three, bam, they're on their thing, and everybody else starts running and jumps onto their sleds. And the idea is you're slapping the ground trying to go faster because you want to catch the rabbit. You're the hounds. That person's the rabbit. And what they are basically is a human sacrifice. Because <laughs> uh, you're trying to knock them off their sled or worse. And I will never forget, his name was David Eblen. And he was a friend of mine, lived in the neighborhood, same age. Same, well, Branson won school. But uh, we, uh, we're flying down that thing. We all thing, went to school together. And we're, we're all grabbing stuff. And... I almost got hold of his sled, but he, he kicked my hand away. But then, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Mike Van Meter from up the street. He grabbed the back the back runner and yanked it. And this, this hill that we're on, one side had kind of a small ditch, and then it, you know, it was a hillside, carved into a hillside, and then the rest went up you know, people's driveways and stuff. The other side went... Down in the valley, seven. It went way down. You're talking a 20 foot embankment, and and very little built up on it. And David just goes, whoop, uh oh, uh oh, and we it, don't hear anything for and we, a while. We all get down to the bottom of the hill and we're <laughs> laughing our asses off because that was the funniest thing we'd ever seen. Just David going, oh. And then there's nothing. And we were like, David, David. We go walking up the hill, try to find him. And the fella whose property was at the bottom of that embankment had one of those split rail fences. Oh, no. And David is just wrapped up, ass over end, in this fence. And he's going, "Uh." ah. Once we stopped laughing some more, we went and pulled him Uh, up. Did he need stitches? No. Did he need medical attention? He walked a little different for a while, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> David did good. And that was back when... Don't mind him, none. He hit a fence. All right. Uh, let's wrap it up with uh, your your favorite stupid thing I did in a vehicle in snow or ice. 
Oh, Ooh. Corey. Oh, oh you. wow. Stupidest thing way to, you did. Way to just throw a question on me and make me go first. That's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, yeah, we didn't uh, plan that, but, you know, I, I totally uh, messed up uh, not getting hold of our guests, so I might as well screw you, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you if you don't have something yet, I, I got something. stretched yet. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't want to pull a hammy. No, uh, I went through uh, two years in high school driving a uh, a nineteen eighty four Camaro Berlinetta, which was the Camaro oh. with the digital dash. Yeah, but because I had that car, I also went through two winters in high school with bald tires. <laughs> I'd get a new set of tires during the summertime. By the time uh, November, December hit, those suckers were bald. There was nothing left to be had. Uh, And that's because we were drifting before anybody knew what drifting was. It was just, all right, how long can you hang the back end out? We called that skidding back then. Well, yeah. yeah. I I, I had to do the handbrake thing with the front-wheel drive cars. I I did the handbrake thing with the rear-wheel drive car. If you can't. If you can't elicit uh, uh, power from your gutless Camaro, you can go ahead and grab the. <laughs> you can grab six cylinders of glory. <laughs> uh, six cylinders of uh, of embarrassment. Was it what is this a uh, inline a straight six? It was, was a, a six? Slant six. It was a two point eight liter uh, V six with a carb on oh, okay. it, and I got my ass uh, ceremoniously stomped by rabbit GTIs all the time. It, it was. It could not have been more gutless. Oh, boy. That. Okay said if there was any kind of moisture on the road i could hang the tail as long as you wanted to as long okay put it to you this way i got that car the beginning of my junior year by the end of my senior year i'd racked up fifty-five thousand miles on it oh my god and i'd only left town twice (laughs) so that give you any kind of an idea but okay. I, I had the party car everybody who wanted to go have a good time hey look for hatfield's camaro <laughs> yeah, look for the camaro <laughs> at my at my 20 and 30 year high school reunions i still had people coming up to me saying hey you remember that time we were in your camaro doing 110 down santa fe and the surprising thing wasn't that we were going that fast down santa fe the surprising thing was i let you ride in my car i didn't even like you when we were in high school <laughs> Um, and, nice. Yeah. Well, you know, hey. <laughs> Some and, days you, you, you tribe with who you can tribe. So I had had a, I, I will call it loosely, date with a, a friend of mine named Jen. We'd gone out to a movie. I dropped her off at her house. I was cutting through her neighborhood, coming back home. It had... Uh, drizzled uh, sleet all night while we were in the movie. It could not have been any slicker. I was in the Camaro. I I hope the statute of limitations is up on this deal. I was in the Camaro (laughs) driving... Allegedly. I was was allegedly driving down Sheridan Bridge. You heard heard the story once. (laughs) And the car started to slide and for once i couldn't get it out of the slide i couldn't bring it around i couldn't and it got down to the point where i slapped the thing in neutral pulled on the parking brake and let go of the wheel wow yeah one of those wow really really low wheel jesus (laughs) really low speed slide where you, you know Okay, well, I'm just putting my hands up behind my head and screw it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Did about a 15-mile-an-hour slide into a Datsun B210 parked on the street. 
Mm. And uh, God oh, love no. God love Chevy. They had polyurethane bumpers on both ends of that Camaro, and uh, it wasn't the first time that I had popped that bumper in and then popped that bumper back out. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, low speed slid at uh, after eleven o'clock at night into a Datsun and pushed it a little bit because it was sitting on sleet too. And got out of my car, looked at it, walked over. There was a, you know, kind of a volleyball size push in on the passenger side front. I kicked the bumper, it popped back out. I got in my car and I left. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow. You know, back, I bet that wouldn't heck? happen well with that carbon fiber GT thing. <laughs> oh no, man. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's not so bad. Especially with all those alarms. That was going one of on. those GM Endura bumpers, and God <laughs> love them. God now, bless you. Uh, that said, that 1984 Camaro Berlinetta, they made those from 84 to 87. I've done a little bit of research. It turns out that in 84, they made 247,000 Camaro Z28s. Uh-huh. They made 10,000 Berlinettas. They're kind of rare now. Ooh, it's wow. weird. It had the digital dash. The stereo was on a pedestal. You could turn it from the passenger to the driver's side. It was a weird car. <laughs> Might have been an uncontrollable snail, but my <laughs> yeah. God, it was who, a rare one. Who needs it? Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> you know, and, Edsel's are rare, too. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my dumb ass has been hunting for one for the oh, last man. couple of years. Well, we all want one, I yeah. will find another one. I have this... Uh, this uh, <laughs> They have them down in Arkansas. Trust me. I I, I have this, <laughs> yeah, this drift of mercury. <laughs> Three mercuries and a Merlinetta. Uh, I I have this this dream of finding one of those and LS swapping it and turning it into a for real into an actual into an actual into a for real runner. Yeah. Nice. Now now, uh, I guess. Whether it's dumb things or just fun things, I'm going to go more on the fun thing. Okay. Okay. And the idea of the fun thing is, well, okay, so my very first car was an 81 Toyota Tercel. So not really too exciting there. Oh, yeah. All 60 horsepower of it. (laughs) Front wheel drive. And I tell you what, it it would pull through. It don't matter what the snow was. It would pull through it. I don't care what the hills were. It would go up it. And people would be like, there's no way you're going to get up there. I'm going around four wheel drive people in this little car. And that's the whole e-brake. You know, hey, I can go around this corner. Now, being front wheel drive in the snow, you go to turn it, it'll still just keep going straight. There's no so you get used to your brake, you have some fun with it. But I will be honest, I didn't have as much fun as till I bought my first Jeep. Oh no. Okay. Okay. So with the okay. Jeep, well, at least the Jeep you can leave it in two wheel drive. You can get the butt yeah, in to come yeah, around. Yeah. And having yeah. owned four, count them one, two, three, four Jeeps. I know that they're not as good in crap weather as everybody would have you Mine believe. Mine were Wranglers, though. So the Jeeps I've owned were Wranglers. And if you had decent tires or some good all-terrains or even some muds, that's actually uh-huh. even better, uh, it would plow through it like there was no business. But you're right. You, not you, like you that Tercel. Take, take, nah, now, see, the Tercel, I had to still take things a little slow. Not like that. Where per- the Jeep is where it was one of those things where it was like, I think I'm invincible all of a sudden. The cool thing is, was just more or less tearing around, uh, having a little more fun, actually having a rear-wheel drive kind of vehicle to do donuts that I did not have before. Because doing a little half donut doesn't really, it's not so impressive. <laughs> so you, you like try a, to go in reverse so and try to do it that croissant. way, and that didn't really work out that well either. Yeah. But, but but the, the funny thing is, is you, you get around, you get so used to it, and the really cool thing was the four-wheel drift. So I would lay into these big, huge turns, and just in four-wheel drive, 
just crank it over and just sideways all the way through it in this nice little terms like oh this is a blast until the day there was ice under that snow mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. and then i'm slowing down and i'm uh-huh. slowing down sideways driver side first and i'm just going and i'm like oh hey we're slowing and then we get to the point where we're going like two miles an hour and it still isn't stopping until the road ended and i go into a ditch not a super huge ditch not like the depth of the whole jeep but i'm like oh great this just is this the stupidest thing no matter what i did turn and put power it just sideways two miles an hour sideways two miles an hour and it just didn't work for nothing uh-huh and then i'm going crap i'm in a ditch i'm screwed i'm going oh i, I wasn't in four-wheel drive <laughs> <laughs> boom and i was free and there we there go, we go. Uh, uh, okay, I'm waiting for the Savoy in the snow. No, actually, it wasn't the Savoy. There, there are only two things. Come uh, on. Uh, no, I, I was kind of a granny driver in, in ice and snow because it scares me. Yeah. But, okay. uh, you know, back when That's I thought okay, I was uh, invincible, um, my, it, one story involves my cousins because they had a, lit, a little bitty, when the Civics first came out yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in the, America, the, the little they were almost like the skate. 600s, except they were just a little more American. Yeah, the CVC. CCs, the yes, little yes. tiny guys. Yeah, uh, my cousin Rick had one of those, and Rick and my brother were the same age. They're both six years older than I am, and myself and my uh, the other cousin, his younger brother, a uh, year older than me. Uh, younger brother and I got in the back seat. Two older brothers in the we've, front seat. We've discussed the masochist that your brother was. Was your cousin Rick like that too? They were a little chemically altered, perhaps, <laughs> being six years older, and in uh, Branson, and, and it was. You know the the naked ass cold winter, and the street the roads uh, highway seventy six back then, which you you know during uh, tourist season was a two lane parking lot, longest parking lot in America, but it, when uh, when it was cold it went nothing, and we're flying down those roads and like okay big patch of snow and ice coming up you guys ready yeah. And we didn't have seatbelts, so we're all pressing against the windows and the seat, trying to hang on. <laughs> well, yeah, but those things were so small. If you were sitting center in the back seat, you could brace yourself with your arms on either side and you know, still have a pretty good bend You can still fly out a window. Elbows. Amazingly <laughs> yeah. enough, yep, there's yep. just enough room to throw your ass out on the road. So uh, they're flying, and they go, okay, here we go. He whips the wheel, grabs the parking brake, shonk up, and that comes. And we're like, doing 360s all the way down the road. and Praying to God you don't hit anything. You know, it was the greatest thing ever. (laughs) Nice. For a 10-year-old. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Now, when you have your own 1974 Ford LTD. That you could fit one of those Civics in the trunk. yeah, Yeah. And you're trying to drive home from college from Columbia, Missouri. Missouri down to Branson, Missouri, and you hit an ice patch on, uh, oh God, I can't remember the stretch of road. It was south of uh, Lake of the Ozarks and uh, heading to Lebanon. And all of a sudden, I'm going sideways. <laughs> I think I'll just turn this around and drive the wrong direction for a little while. How's that for you? And then it just slowed to a stop. It was the smoothest, most terrifying ride I've ever been on. I can recommend a two-door 74 LTD. Longest it, drift hang. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, I'm going to die, but I'm going to do it really comfortably. So when you came to the stop, <laughs> did you see what your score was? <laughs> well, luckily, it was so late at the time that there really wasn't anybody else on the road so you know i did my 18 point turn because the thing was so damn long oh yeah and then finally got back going again slowly for the rest of the drive so is that 
kind of like one of those things. Okay, who's uh, uh, Oh, there's yeah, there's no, nobody. nobody was not here. even a cop. Oh. It was and, wonderful. Alrighty. For everyone who's listening, send us your worst I got caught in the snow story. There you go. Send it to Brett, B-R-E-T-T, at readthedriven.com. Uh, if we find really great ones, we'll read them back on the show. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, uh, thanks for listening to Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our guests. Uh, this is the most fun thing we do all week, even when guests don't show up. Uh, <laughs> and it does happen occasionally. That does. I mean, how many how many times have we had guests blow up or something oh, come sure. up or haven't been able to get them? And you know, we'll get them on because that thing in the back of that lo- that we're oh, just ahead. It's, gonna, it's so fun speaking of James. Besides, yep, yep. Jeff's got a ton of stuff. Uh, ton oh, yeah. of cool stuff to talk about. We want to talk about Challenger Hellcats, Charger Hellcats. I want to know if they're ever going to do a 300C Hellcat. That would be kind of kicking. The Velvet Hammer, baby. You I mean, get the, the super cool. luxury four-door with the stomping engine in it. I, I think that, that would be... That is 100% pro-Chicago gangsta, and I am <laughs> down. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm with it. I'm absolutely with that. Uh, I really, really, really look forward to having him on the show, and I know we're going to uh, be able to get him here. You can find us online drivenradioshow.com readthedriven.com yep. on iTunes Acast Stitcher Google Play and everywhere fine podcasts are heard follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at Driven Radio Show I'm Brett Hatfield here for Corey Pratt that's, of that's Cars that's me well I, I Corey I, Fish yeah. Corey Fish and Cat Pratt yeah. Cat Pratt I had the I had the Craving Cars thing stuck in the back of my head and I was trying to make sure that I got it Corey Pratt of Craving Nailed Cars <laughs> and and our intrepid engineer, Mister Catfish Groves, who can't find a Mercury that doesn't have giant rust holes yes. in it. Somebody be my Santa. <laughs> every, why is it every Mercury you find is trying to kill both of us? <laughs> trying to kill both of us. It's a beautiful, dangerous car. The way I like my women. Oh, oh boy! Just with rust holes. Distur- oh, shut up! Okay. That you put a squirrel through. Oh my God! What? <laughs> Catfish Groves, thank you for listening. (laughs) And we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio. Driven Radio.